Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about where our ideas go to die. Oh, what a morbid initial sound that is coming into the podcast. But I want to share this concept with you. And it is something that I am always forever learning because I promise you I'm always in the trenches, always learning. It's like a never ending ongoing challenge and path that we are walking. So this is something that came up for me in a coaching session. And I realized in myself how this works. See, as humans, we are continually wanting to plan, map out, understand the how, look at the steps, learn from someone else, X, Y, Z, one, two, three, what are the steps? Make it make sense, make it fit in our life. While we are planning the best way to open up all the doors of opportunity, opening it no longer becomes an option. We plan ourselves into this complete blockage. It's like a complete blockage because when you put that plan together and map it all out, if one thing diverts from the plan, which it will, because you're going off the plan of someone else, this is not your plan or you're being influenced by someone else's plan. And then you're not going back into intuition and asking yourself what works, what fits, what do I need to do next? So this was something that, yep, I caught myself doing. And then I found myself in this complete, almost like frozen block of what do I do next? So it made me think that, you know, where do our ideas go to die literally to our brain? That's where they go. We get this feeling in our body of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think I could do this, this download, this drop down that happens. And then we get into planning stage. And I'm not saying we don't plan, but I'm saying do not live with 100% of your energy invested into the plan so that if it doesn't work, you're not doing it right. Then we stop and then we stop. And it's like, okay, I guess that's not meant for me. When it was meant for you, the reason the idea dropped down for you is it was meant for you, but you got caught up in your head of what to do next. So what happens is, is we look at like our past experiences how many of them worked according to plan, which is none. I don't know about you, but I look back and I think how many times have I planned and mapped out how something was going to work and it never went that way. Yet a lot of times it worked out even better than I could have ever imagined. We can't think our way out of a problem. We actually can't. We have to get into action. Action is literally the only way we can't think and sit and hope that our confidence is going to come, that it's going to become easier, that we're going to figure it out by thinking it. That's not how it works. It's action. You have to get into action. And I know I've said this on the show before, but I also want you to think about like, do not compare your first attempt with something, your first launch, your first masterclass, your first webinar, your first program 
and then look at it and go, well, I talked about it like three times and I posted and I shared and nobody joined or one person joined. She does it and makes it look easier. But you're in the work of chapter one, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that because we're always going back to chapter one. But then you're comparing your results with a person that you're looking at who's like on chapter 10 or chapter 20, and they have years of experience. You have to be willing to keep doing the messy action and getting into action, like getting into that action phase because you can't think your way out of a problem. You need to gain the experience. You need to gain the confidence, which only grows your courage and helps you to continue to stand back up and keep moving when things falter on the plan, which they're always going to do. I want you to like literally next time this happens and something doesn't go according to plan, I want you to stop and go, okay, that's normal. That's normal. She said that was normal. This is going to happen and it's happening. Oh my God, look, it's happening again and again and again and again, because that's how it's going to happen. Here's the thing. Our body does not have the capacity to overthink this. I looked this up and it blew my mind. Only our mind does. Our body doesn't have the capacity to overthink. Our mind does, but our mind stops us completely frozen in our tracks. When the mind is feeling super heavy and overwhelmed and almost in this blockage of, I don't know what to do next. The best thing you can do is actually get into physical movement, like physical movement, ground yourself. If it's yoga, meditation, journaling, breath work, subliminals, hypnosis, tapping, find something that works for you. And what works today might not work tomorrow. And that's okay too. It's okay too. So allow yourself to ground yourself, then move your body in a way that serves you that day. So you might find like, if you're super overwhelmed that that day you need like a strength workout. And then maybe the next day it's like, okay, I'm gonna do that strength workout. It worked out great. And you get ready to ground yourself and it's not working. Maybe you need yoga. Maybe you need a nature walk and that's okay too. Go inward, ask what you need and support your body because how you move your body is how you're going to shift your physical energy, ground yourself, move your body. The more movement your body gets, the less attention your mind receives and the less it can stop you in your actions. So how can we work with our mind instead of against it? How can we do that? How can we support our mind instead of like shutting it down immediately? Because the more we do that, the more we cut off our intuition, the more we feed ourselves and say, see, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. We will find whatever proof we are searching for. We always, always will find the proof that we're searching for, even if it does not serve our highest good. We'll find it because we're looking for it. And we're looking for that reason, that self-sabotaging reason that, yep, see, it doesn't work for me. I want you to break that pattern because it's not serving you. You know it. I don't have to be the one to tell you. You know it's not serving you. So when you are in in that space and energy of overthinking, like literally I do this every day, stop, stop, don't judge yourself and shift into some form of physical movement that your body needs. Because as soon as you put your body in the movement, the brain doesn't have the space to overthink or turn on music, something completely different. Maybe that's not the time that you actually have to plug in another podcast and plug in another audiobook, watch a course. Maybe that's the time to shift it completely and turn some music on that changes your vibration and energy. Just get used to asking yourself what you need, not judging it and following through. 
because it will change how you show up. When we take our ideas to our brain to map it out and plan it, I want you just to look at that as like, this is just a starting point. This is not the black and white plan of all the steps that are required. It's a starting point. That's all it is. I don't know. I've talked about it a few times on the show, but I would encourage you to go to, and the link is in the show notes, your human design. So it's mybodygraph.com. I have learned so much about myself through human design and I can see myself. I'm going to be incorporating more of this into my coaching because I'm not a human design coach. I just want you to embrace who you are and learn how to use that as a strength, as opposed to a weakness and a sabotaging yourself. So I found out something very interesting when I did this is that I have so many open centers. Okay. And if you're, if you're new to human design, you're not going to have a clue what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, take your, like your birthday, your city and the time of birth input it into my body graph and just start listening because there's a lot of content even there. Now, when I started to look at this, I recognized that I had a lot of open centers. My own open centers are my head, my ajna, my throat, my heart. Hmm, those are the main ones. So when I take in information, like it's hitting all of my open centers. Open means that like I am open to receiving so much content. That's just how my brain works. That's how my, my brain, ajna, throat works. It actually is an asset as being a podcaster. Didn't know that. But the downside is, is that. I have to know when it's enough taking in the information. I don't need more information. I have to get into action. I don't need to take in more. And eventually I hit this space where it's like massive overwhelm. And now I don't know what to do next. So now I know it's like get into movement and move my body in order to shift that energy, that self-sabotaging stuck energy into action and movement. So I've learned so much about my human design that has made a massive difference for me and the links from the show notes, I encourage you because it, it's not a box. It's like helping you to like work within who you are and own who you are, which is literally what we all talk about in the show. So it's a way to learn and understand and impact. Like, how do you learn how to integrate it and create change in your life? So powerful. The last thing I want to say in this is break or interrupt the pattern faster, literally break the pattern faster. When your mindset is full of doubt and it's spiraling of all the reasons why you can't make this work, then it doesn't take long to search for that proof of what is around you, right? It doesn't take long to go. Yep. See my bank account shows it. My DMS are empty. My clients are not renewing, like whatever your excuses are, or the, the evidence you are looking for is what you're going to find. When our mindset is full of doubt, be very careful of what you are searching for, because you will find what you're looking for. And as that brain, as your brain is full of doubt, it's like this snowball that's going downhill. And I, I don't even know where I heard this, but it just right open head and I hear so much, but it hit, hit me. Your brain is like a snowball when you're in that overwhelmed state and you feel stuck, you are like a snowball going downhill. And if you are now searching for all of the proof and reasons why you can't make it work, you're throwing in the doubts, you're throwing in the proof, you're throwing in the negative, your snowball is gaining size and momentum and it's going downhill faster. And if you've ever been in this cycle, you know, it's true. The second it starts to go downhill, the second you start to believe in those limiting beliefs, those patterns, and you don't break that pattern and don't choose differently immediately, 
it goes downhill so damn fast. It's not even funny. It's like, how did I get here? I thought I worked so hard, but you are feeding it. You are feeding it. So your brain, seriously, massive asset, huge thing, big vision, all the good things that are there, but it is really where a lot of your ideas will go to die. They will go to die because you're going to over plan, overthink, look for the reasons why it doesn't work, set plans in motion, then not know what to do and pivot when things don't go according to plan, which is never, and you're going to get stuck in this spiral. So I want you to think about this and I want you to really ask yourself the questions like, where do I function best? What works for me? And ask yourself on a regular basis, check in, shift, follow through, rinse, repeat, keep rinsing and repeating. I know in my gut, I am like a sacral. I know in my gut when something is on and it's the right choice for me, my how I learn is to follow that. If I stop, overthink it, compare it, and do all the things, stuck. I have stuck myself in a hole. I am like feeding the snowball that's rolling downhill faster. So break the pattern. Break the pattern because you deserve it. And I want you to know that the idea that dropped on you, that tapped you on the shoulder, is for you to bring to life. The how, not your business. Not your business. It's your job to get into action to bring it to life. So I hope this lands. Let me know how this speaks to you. If I can support you in any way possible, I support a number of clients through um, my Rising Leaders Collect Rising Leaders Collective Membership, monthly membership, as well as all the way up into eight-week um, coaching programs, one-on-one group, all the things. Because I cannot tell you how powerful this work is to shift our mindset, own our stories, heal our stories, own our stories you get to rewrite a different ending. It's that simple. Honestly, it is that simple when you stay consistent and stay in action. Thank you so much. So grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.